Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to Super Idols RPG. As always, I'm your GM, Aaron Cerise, and with me today are Dana. Hello. T. Hello. Drac. Hey. Luca. Hello. And Liv. Hello! A lot of stuff happened last session. You made it into a place you weren't supposed to be that may happen to be in another dimensional plane of existence, maybe. Who knows? As you do. And you found a friend there. Yay. Yay. (laughs) We did. That's absolutely right. Said Nathan Blades, who isn't actually in this session, but whose voice you'll be hearing in voiceover where appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for piping in, Nathan. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, you found the monsterified form of zero degrees known in that form as absolute zero and managed to break them free of that monster prison. But in the process of doing this, you're glowing all over with a power that you've kind of been unconsciously using up to now in a few instances, like when you opened the gateway into this space where you're glowing golden and feeling warm. And now that ultimate manifestation of that feeling is in front of you right now as Kelvin touches down to the ground. You all have these glowing crystals in front of you. And they all have what look like tiny miniaturized suns glowing in the, the middle of their translucent crystalline cores. And I suppose, what is your reaction to coming out of this trance and seeing Kelvin normal and seeing all these crystals? There's a lot to take in right now. I think for Angie, it's probably, sorry, for being Kitten, as she's now known. <laughs> I think she's still stunned from the Mind Palace part, and then now there's these crystals going on. So, yeah, I think she just can't think. <laughs> fair. Like, stunned silence is a fair reaction, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jaden retransforms, because he did detransform to show off that he was wearing a zero degrees hoodie. So I think he retransforms and then reaches out to grab onto, like hold this crystal. He's not entirely sure what it is and he's pretty sure it won't be safe for him to touch it if he hadn't been transformed. So he transforms as a safety measure. He's gonna just like grab onto it. First, when you transform, the light from that crystal resonates with you as you do so. It like glows white hot, but again, not painful to look at as you transform. And then after you transform, when you reach out to touch it, it kind of naturally gravitates towards your hand as you reach out for it. And it is warm to the touch. It doesn't hurt, though. It feels very natural to hold. It feels also like you feel very capable when you hold it. It feels like anything is possible when you hold this thing. Um, am I, everyone has one of these, right? Yeah. But what is it? And I'll, I'll reach out and or take the one in front of me. Sure. Yeah, seeing the others do that, I'll do the same. Yeah, if you all do that, then you'll feel pretty much the same way again. And it feels like very empowering. It, you almost feel like you can feel the power of your own idol self pulsing within you and through this thing. And also, if you if you let it go, it will not drop. It will just sort of float near you like a little following sprite. <laughs> this is really cool. Um, but what is it? 
Yeah, what is this? I have no idea, Karen says as she eyes all of your crystals, like, wide-eyed. Does Karen have one? No, she does not. Interesting. Okay. I'm gonna aim to, like, the emptier space around us, and holding the crystal, I'm just gonna try and, like, shoot some fireworks. Like, somewhere where, like, you know, all it's gonna hurt is, like, some equipment, if anything, but otherwise, you know... And I just want to see what it does. Right. I should also clarify, you're still outside the building currently. The weird floating building. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But if you shoot it up at like basically like the wall or something. Yeah. Like before using your fireworks as an actual like damaging move would have been a more difficult power for you to use unless you were in Prophetess and Conduit's dream space. But you can do it absolutely naturally if you're holding onto this crystal. Like no problem. You'd leave a scorch mark. Wow, yeah, so, yeah, that's what she does. So she just loses her hand, and then it's like, <laughs> And, uh, I don't know, some chunks fall out or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, oh my god, you guys. That is, wait, I want to try something. And he's going to grab his crystal, and I want to go foot on the Thor with this. I want to, like, electrify this crystal and, like, throw it, and then see if I can bring it back to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, I, I know it's reaching out to it it kind of moved towards my hand so maybe I could just do that from a further distance so I want to see if you can electrify it and throw it and then see if you can bring it back into his hand <laughs> yeah I think oh that's an interesting question I think it doesn't want to go too far away from you like it does okay. kind of want to stay in your general vicinity but you can throw it out kind of in a general radius and you can certainly spread your lightning however far you want to that lightning will go oh okay yeah he'd definitely do that he kind of like throws it sees it doesn't go that far so he tries it again but you and then tries to make his crystal like a node and actually to go a bit further than he could have before maybe mm-hmm. yeah it's almost kind of like it's magnetized to your general vicinity this must be related to their research in in enhancing idle powers well looks like they figured it out or channeling idle powers from people do you think oh yeah this is what this power is so I think at this point, maybe Kelvin's been in a bit of a, a daze <laughs> since finishing up their pose that they came out of at the end of the session. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Karen's been tending to them a bit during this time, which is probably why Karen hasn't said much either. Yeah. And as they start to become a little bit more aware, um, and also Kelvin has one of these um, crystals as well, although it is glowing noticeably a lot less bright than all of y'all's. Mm-hmm. He gets back to their feet and says, like, Oh, so you've managed to pop your rhythm stars. That's very interesting. Rhythm stars? What? What's that? Normally, that can't be done without a lot of outside force. Although these are uh, exceptional circumstances. Okay, that's it. I'm done waiting. Um, Lucia takes the crystal and, like, pushes it towards her chest. <laughs> I want to absorb this crystal. <laughs> I think if you are like that forcefully trying to push it in, it will actually go back in. I feel like that's the oh, thing bless to you. do. It's gonna like, I'm trying to vibe with this crystal. <laughs> yeah, like it stops for a bit because it is like a physical thing and it doesn't necessarily want to go in all at once. But like, it's also based on your willpower. So if you do want it to go in, it, it will go in eventually. I imagine everybody's looking at us, yeah. I, that's the that's the riddle. That's it. 
I that, eat it, it and I have to. Oh. <laughs> right? I, I, do we have to? I kind of like having like a crystal flowing around me and he like knocks around him and just orbits around his head. Well, it may benefit you, especially if you're going to be doing anything particularly explosive to the people up there anytime soon. Because having one's rhythm star physically manifest is far more powerful than using it inside one's body. Makes a really angry, concentrated face until it pops back. (laughs) (laughs) It is a little bit easier to make it come back out now that you know how that feels. These are like orb shaped, is that right? They're more like spiky polyhedron shapes. I'm kind of imagining okay. like if you've seen Sailor Moon's stars, they're like the star seeds mm-hmm. from in that season, but with a few more like star points on them. Yes. That's basically what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 Basically with like a little sun in the middle of this clearish crystal. So are this our power or someone else's power? Oh, your power. Absolutely. We're still doing research on where they come from. Haven't quite cracked that riddle yet. But they are absolutely generated entirely from the user and are unique to each user. Yeah, Vivi's also looking at hers very suspiciously. Oh, and here's a fun little thing. Calvin actually uh, extends uh, an open palm hand. May I? Yeah, sure. And I hand it to them. And they take the crystal in hand and wince a little bit. It clearly is a little painful to hold that crystal that's not his, but he can do it. And they're going to, with the crystal in hand, turn around and concentrate for a moment. And in their other hand, manifest a glowing purple energy sword. Oh, did he he borrow her power? Yes, it's quite convenient, isn't it? Jaden turns slowly and looks at Trixie. (laughs) (laughs) Kelvin will also give your star back to you at this point, because it is kind of painful to hold on to. Thank you. Yeah, Vivi's definitely, like, even with her permission, seeing someone else, like, taking and using her powers, she's she's kind of goes white. Like, you know, this is the thing that she's worried about happening if she upsets Rain Shadow Records. Uh, So she's, like, quickly takes it back. Oh, true. (laughs) And like, you know, she realizes that this is not what Kelvin is doing, but it's just, you know, well, that was a fun thing to see manifested in front of me. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Good question. Did Vivi like lose access to her powers? Like, did she feel it disappear or was it was kind of like a sharing thing? Mm, It felt like a sharing thing. I think as Kelvin briefly stepped away from her, it probably like felt weaker than it normally would, and maybe even a little bit painful for it to be away from her. Oh, then she definitely looks distressed at that, and is not going to say anything, but I think it would be obvious that 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 was a scary moment Mm -hmm. for Vivi. Is Jaden still looking at Trixie's crystal? Yeah. She, like, (laughs) holds it in her hand and, like, hugs it to her chest and turns, like, glaring at him. (laughs) He just kind of, like, sighs and looks away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Queen Bee is kind of reeling with the possibilities Kelvin mm-hmm. pushes fingers through his hair and flips it and they raise up their own not so bright crystal well I'm quite surprised honestly that this little old thing survived the process that I just went through I was not even aware that that was necessarily a thing that they were working on 
I was not quite sure how all that was going to go and work out, so glad it worked out. So, uh, thank you all for that. They say with um, slight... <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? A mixture of gratitude, annoyance, and confusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're welcome. For annoyance, we all know the word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's honestly a very British emotion, so I get it. it makes sense. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, we're glad that you're okay. Yes. Um, we should finish what we came here to do, though. Yeah. Yes, I think things are probably uh, heating up in there. And uh, there are other people up there. We should tend to them sooner than later. When you say people, do you mean more like nine-foot-tall monster idols? Not that I saw before, but I'm not sure. I don't remember everything that happened during the process. But I certainly remember there being other people in holding cylinders near me. Queen Bee clenches her crystal and you see the few bees she has left, they glow very bright. Mm -hmm. Karen's been pretty quiet during all of this. It's a lot for her to take in. And she's starting to think now. This probably would explain a few things that I've noticed about idol phenomenon over the years. But I'm still stuck on the fact that I've never seen this before. This feels like the sort of thing that should have happened with somebody before now. How did this never happen before now? Maybe they kept it secret? Oh, absolutely top secret. Maybe it, it has something to do with this this space. Hmm, I believe so. They wouldn't let me have much access to this space before the whole, you know, being imprisoned here thing. But yes, it may have something to do with this. Uh, it may also have something to do with the fact that, again, it's normally very difficult to manifest one's physical rhythm star without excess external force. At least, not that Crimson Signal has ever discovered. Perhaps you've discovered a new method. Does everybody have one of these? As far as we can tell, every idol with powers does, yes. Mm. To be clear, not every person has one. Many people who don't have powers do have inert ones, but not everyone on Earth does, no. We have found people who simply just did not appear to have one. Well, so, like, if somebody has one, but they never ever, like, go and become an idol, nothing happens to it. It just stays, like, asleep? That's my understanding. Mm -hmm. uh, we have studied crystals from people who've not activated any powers. They tend to just be completely inert when they're, uh, popped. But, yes. And someone without one of these crystals would probably never develop any powers even if they became an idol? Mm-hmm. That's right. Interesting. So this is kind of the source? From what we can tell, yeah. But, like, what makes somebody have one? Like, are you just born with it? Like, you know what I mean? That is the nut we haven't quite cracked yet. Of course. Based on this conversation and the way I described Vivi reacting before, I'm going to mark insecure. Mm. This is just a lot for her right now. Yes. Oh, I, I've, I didn't explain in the introduction, by the way, but um, because of all of the magical, emotional upheaval and catharsis that happened in the last session, I have allowed everybody to clear all of their conditions. So <laughs> this is Vivi going up to one condition. Mm-hmm. Um... 
this is great, but I do think we probably should start getting going. Um, I don't know how long we can stay here without getting spotted. I think we might have already been spotted. There was definitely klaxons going on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are still going on inside the lab, but you haven't seen a lot of people looking to like move out of the building yet. You can see, if you look through the windows, a lot of movement inside, but it's all very frantic and happening inside. Nobody's running out to get you mm. just yet. If you study the situation, you might be able to surmise that they were kind of expecting Absolute Zero to take care of y'all. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to change the subject. Uh, I mean, assess the situation. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, worm, worm. Go ahead. How are you assessing? What you looking at? I'm watching the windows of the building and trying to figure out like what the people are actually doing in there. If they're preparing for us, if they're like evacuating through a different exit or yeah definitely you'll want to assess for that one i think Mm -hmm. all right full hit perfect ask two from that list what here is in the greatest danger are we in more danger are the people we're here to rescue in danger that sort of Hmm. that's what i'm trying to figure out i think the people you're here to rescue are in more danger like you're not not in danger if they notice that Absolute Zero isn't dealing with you anymore. But you can see the outlines of those prison cylinders. It looks like there's a lot of movement happening inside the lab. You look like It looks like there's a lot of like equipment even being moved around right now. So it looks like there's possibly a big shift being planned right now. And it's possible that they might get moved where you can't get them if you leave them too long. Mm-hmm. And... What here can I use to stop them from evacuating those prisoners? Hmm. Let's see. You can tell that a lot of that equipment is being moved towards one side of the room. It's quite far away, so you can't tell exactly, like, what is on that side of the room. But it's definitely being moved in that direction. And if you can block off access to wherever they're moving things over there, you might be able to either stop or delay things from going wherever they're pushing it Mm -hmm. yeah i i tell the group i i think we need to move quickly they're they're moving equipment and and stuff out of there we have to stop them before they start moving the other prisoners out okay sounds good and then vivi charges in group charges up there and barges right in the front door and you see the lab itself is also filled with the foggy air of this dimension and the lab equipment and space itself looks like it's still pretty like high tech but it looks more like lived in if that makes sense like compared to the lab and R&D spaces in the regular Crimson Signal building which look a little bit too clean and sterile this looks like the one that people are actually using and doing stuff in on a more regular basis and it seems like they're trying to clear a lot of the stuff that they do use a lot towards the far end of this giant like warehouse sized floor of a lab where you can see in the distance kind of more of those like cloud type shapes that you saw when you first entered this space. So are they moving like equipment or things that look like it could hold people in them? 
they're moving a mix of things. Like a lot of the people here are either in lab coats or in like polo shirts or like mechanic suits. There's a lot of different people who work here, it looks like. And they're moving a mixture of small and large things, basically just anything they can grab or anything that looks like it was designed to be rolled and moved. And they're moving them towards these big cloudy squares, basically is what I can describe them as. <laughs> that are kind of like the size of warehouse doors. So like laptops and tools and larger bays of equipment that are on wheels, that sort of thing. Once we're all inside the door, Vivi's going to point her sword at these people and shout as loudly as she can. Hold it. We're here to shut you all down. Oh, you definitely get their attention with that. Yeah, everybody's been in such a tizzy trying to get everything moved that they hadn't noticed that a lot of you were not otherwise engaged anymore. And now you see that not only are there these um, employees of the lab in here, um, I should mention, by the way, everybody in this lab is also wearing like a little respirator mask so they don't have to breathe in the foggy air of this dimension. But in addition to these employees that are here, you also see two figures in foggy, hooded robes who turn to look straight at you, and you see flashes of red light coming out of their cloaks that are coming very rapidly towards all of y'all. What do you do? Oh, um, can I roll for Ben? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let's hope it's a good roll. Nope. Oh, that was terrible. Glad you cleared all those conditions Um, up top. (laughs) Yep. Very glad. That was a three, everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, afraid, angry, and I don't think I'm hopeless, especially after getting the crystals. Mm-hmm. Insecure. All right. I'll go with insecure. I will say with your crystals, by the way, uh, you can use any of your new powers with no disadvantage, and you can use your regular powers with a plus one to unleash. Perfect. Ooh. Well, can I immediately use a power? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Some use spend one burn to use moats, and as these beams of weird red energy come at us, elementum instinctively like stomps, and you see the ground crack and a wall of rock appears between us and this energy projectile to block this from hitting us at all. Um, I can spend one burn to create a barrier that will hold back threats as long as you keep your attention on it. Um, the GM can call for you to spend another burn if the power barrier is threatened by a particularly powerful enemy. Okay. Mm. For now, I'm not going to ask you to spend another burn. So as you get this moat up, you manage to get up just in time. You hear like this electronic crackle as a couple of these red bolts basically hit the wall. And it sounds like they're trying to burn their way through it, but your wall is pretty thick, so it'll take a bit for them to do so. So I may ask you to spend another burn depending on how long you keep the wall up, but for now it's fine. Yeah, sounds good. So I'm just like holding it up and just going, okay, um, what do we do? Oh, I am sick of this shit. And then um, I'm going to grab my crystal and I'm going to turn into a tiger. Yeah! Directly engage a threat. (laughs) Let's go. All right, so you're, you're leaping right over that wall and who are you going for? Are you going for any of these foggy people or are you going for any of the people who are taking equipment or what do you think i'm concerned about the people like trying to burn down our barrier thing so i'm gonna take them out first that's a very rational concern (laughs) so go right ahead and directly engage and that's a hit all right so you can pick one from the directly engaged list i'm gonna resist or avoid their blows okay 
I don't want those beams put towards me, but uh, I don't know. I'm going to shove them anyway. <laughs> I think if you're leaping basically over the wall to get to these foggy people, you're going to probably lead at least one of these things, which is not a beam as it turns out. As you leap over the wall, you can see it's more like a card that is attached to the wall trying to get to all of you. And as you break away from the wall, like going over it and away from it, one of them breaks off and tries to follow you instead. But you're a tiger, so you can outrun it pretty well. Like a pink streak of speed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think for right now, since you're, you're mostly just running around the lab, outrunning this card that's trying to get to you, you're not accomplishing much else, but you are staying away from this thing for now. Okay, so I've drawn the focus of one. (laughs) So hopefully that keeps your barrier up for longer. (laughs) Right, there are two more that are stuck to the wall right now. But yes, so uh, Bane Tiger is currently leading one of these red cards on a chase around the lab, knocking over a lot of equipment as she goes. Uh, What are the rest of y'all doing right now? Queen Bee would like to help Angie. Okay. I think I would like to try and defend it by sending one of my bees to destroy the card mid-flight. Yeah, do it! So you'll get to roll plus savior on that. How do, how often do we roll savior? Not that often, and I don't have it very much. Oh. I'm, I'm not going to use team, but I have an ability called boost. Ooh. Awesome. Spend one burn to supercharge a teammate's efforts with your powers, giving them a plus one bonus to their role as if they had spent team. Right. So we don't take any from the team. I just use my ability sure. um, to boost it by one. Just so we can save an extra team point just in case. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to mm-hmm. save those elixirs. I mean, team points. <laughs> <laughs> save those potions uh-huh. for the boss battle. You never know. Yeah. We're going to need them for sure. Yeah, no, I think that works perfectly. So yeah, that'll get you to a six and we'll just have to spend one more team point to get you to a seven. Yeah, Vivi can help as well. I guess just trying to create like little barriers in the air to interfere with these shots or with the card flying around. Sure. Yeah, and I think at this point I probably end up dropping the attention on the barrier. And I kind of just like let blow some air out of my mouth and you just see the air um, boost the beast to be able to move faster because this card is apparently keeping up at the very least with a uh, tiger. Mm-hmm. So I'd assume the bees probably need some help catching up with it. Yeah, yeah. So I'd like blow some air to like speed up the bee so they can keep up and catch up with this card and lets out a long like unusually long sigh and the air from that sigh goes under the wings of these bees to speed them up all right (laughs) wonderful so like Jaden blows and pushes the bees and Vivi creates a barrier to stop the card and one Mm -hmm. of the bee reaches the card and just stings right through it with a black in a flash of golden light okay oh It costs you. Expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Hmm. I love that. (laughs) Wait, are we going to lose another bee? Oh, no. (laughs) Our future light show. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be callous, but I have a lot of bees now. (laughs) True. Yeah, that is true. So here's, here's my thinking. Be... To be able to see effectively enough to, like, direct your bees and get them to, like, go where they need to be, you need to be able to see over the wall. And it's a pretty tall wall. So if you want to be able to do that, you need to, like, climb up the wall a bit and put yourself Mm -hmm. in danger of the card maybe being able to actually get at you. Makes perfect sense. It's handy. Of course I'm gonna risk it all. Yeah, so I think as you do this, you send your, your bee out 
their stinger shoots true and shoot through the card. It's actually quite delicate, is the thing. So once you send a supercharged B through it, it does shatter, and it's not chasing Angie anymore at that point. But that's not the only card in the situation. With you out over the top of the wall a bit, one of the cards is like starting to magnetize up towards wherever you've got your rhythm star right now. Oh. Oh. Can I defend Queen Bee in turn? Yeah, sure. Hey. It defends all the way down. Mm-hmm. Paying it forward. Yeah, I'm just going to try to create a knife in midair to stab into that card the same way that Queen Bee's Bee stopped the other one. Oh, sure. So cool. And I'm I'm insecure now, so it's fine. It's it's going to be fine. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a seven. Just fine enough. <laughs> Okay, so you got a seven on that. Um, so you will also, in turn, expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Mm -hmm. So I think you're successful. You see that that card is starting to come back up. It just about attaches itself onto B's star, but you knife it out of existence just in the nick of time. But you all are so focused on this that you don't notice that the fog robe people are on the move. And they're moving closer to where you all are at now, and they've got more cards. Mm -hmm. So they are starting to shoot out more cards in all y'all's direction now. Are they throwing them with it like a gun thing that is shooting us? It's just like, can we tell? Sort of a mix of the two. Like they're th like you can see the sort of like flick of a hand movement, but it's fast enough that it might as well be just a little bit slower than a bullet. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, after stopping that card going after Queen Bee's Rhythm Star, I'm going to take one in my hand and take the, the sword I already have in my other hand and charge at one of the roped figures and engage directly. All right. So give me that danger roll. Oh, yeah. Eleven. Nice. What two would you like from the list? Oh, wait. I just remembered. Uh, because I defended, I got to pick one from the defend list. I'm going to clear my insecure condition. Oh, that's right. For some reason, I thought you only got that on a 10 plus, but that's not what it says at all. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I think Queen Bee and, and Vivi should both each take one from their defend moves. Oh, I add a team to the pool. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, for directly engaging, I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies and I'm going to take something from them. I'm going to take this person's... Uh, Anonymity. I'm going to remove or cut open their robe. Oh, sure. Okay, so mm, what opportunity can I give you in that case? Are you open to using more swords? Uh, always. I think if you want to give a good opportunity, it would be probably good to take out more of the cards that are flying in the air. So I think if you found that a psychic knife worked on one of them, it stands to reason that it would work on more of them. <laughs> yeah. I think there's got to be a cool, you know, a cool shot where the animation budget bumps up suddenly and there's a, <laughs> an angled shot of Vivi running towards this figure and cards are flying towards her and trying to fly past her and every one of them is met with one of these knives before it gets past her. As you run straight towards this figure, there's two of them kind of grouped up. One of them darts off um, and through what looks like a portal, like portal, the video game style portal, and goes off onto the other side of the room. But the other one is not so lucky. It looks like they are trying to summon something to protect them, but you are too quick and too violent. And <laughs> you get through and you 
how do you tear the hood off? Give me some flavor text. I mean, this doesn't make physical sense, but I mean, it has to be like running past them and then sliding to a stop and then the top of their robe is just sliced clean off and falls away. Oh, for sure. The anime like it's, slice shot. Don't don't ask how that worked without without hurting them. It's the it's Utina anime. Rose slash. It's a, it's fine. Exactly. It's magic. It, it might make more sense since this robe is entirely made of fog. So basically you probably just poofed it. And you you break this robe open to find someone you don't recognize at all. Um, it is a woman with shaggy black hair and dark makeup. She's wearing dark functional clothing, like kind of utilitarian, like almost, I want to say task force clothing. Mm-hmm. And she looks definitely a bit miffed. Mm-hmm. Um, she's wearing kind of like a bulletproof vest type thing over her clothing that looks like it's bulging a bit with something underneath it. And she growls at you like, I still have more of these things. You're not going to get me that easy. And she reaches into like a holster at her side and pulls out another handful of cards. Although you do notice that they are starting to deplete. I will say I did not pick resist or avoid their blows. Yeah. So I think you are at close range. She's got a real fast card. Where is your, your rhythm star right now? Are you still holding it or is it floating near you? Yeah, I'm, I'm holding it in my left hand. Okay. So I think uh, one of these cards is going to just magnetize straight to it. It isn't going to, if you remember from previous episodes, these cards would like completely immobilize a person. In this case, if it's going straight to your star, it's outside your body, so it's not going to like completely immobilize you, mm-hmm. but it is going to like mess with your movements a lot. And it is also going to really hamper your ability to use your powers at all. In the back of all this, Karen is trying to get a vantage point on the prison cells, and she might lean over to you, Trixie, and say, Hey, I think I might be able to try and figure out how to open those cells if I can get close enough, but I need cover. Can you cast an illusion or something? Yes. <laughs> and she's, like, shaking. Obviously, this is not a thing that she does regularly, but she, she wants to help. Yeah, yeah. No. God. You and me both, homegirl. Um, <laughs> Trixie's not a, she's not a fighter. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, I'll unleash my powers. And there's already like a lot of chaos happening. So mm-hmm. I think like the illusion Trixie casts is more just like amplification of things. You know what I mean? Like mm. just making it seem like there's so much happening so it's not really that like i'm trying to disguise karen or myself i'm just trying to make it easier for the both of us to sneak around sure you know they say the most effective form of invisibility is to look like someone else's problem (laughs) (laughs) you know hide in plain sight yeah yeah It's, it's, it's the dancing bear solution yeah i was thinking exactly that (laughs) Um, so I'll unleash my powers. All right. And you get a plus one to doing so. Cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, we have a team point. We have a team point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so who can help Trixie out with causing more chaos? Hey. (laughs) I think I can. (laughs) I think that's fair. What are you going to (laughs) do? 
oh, I'm going to like knock over something to distract them. <laughs> like a cat. I'm going to do that thing that cats do where they like, I don't know, jump on a table and like <laughs> their legs are like, you know, maybe yeah. she misjudges. Yeah. I like the idea that like one of the scientists are like, don't do it. Don't, don't. don't. And you're just like slowly yeah, yeah. moving your paw towards like a very delicate... Okay. Oh, yes, 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 actually. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's like a really delicate, like, tube of some kind of, like, mm-hmm. chip or something. <laughs> and then we're in, like, a stare off. And they're like, no, please, please. please <laughs> That's my life's work. Don't. And I flick my tail and then knock it over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> All right. So that'll get you to a seven there, Trixie. Yes. Thank God. So for Unleash Your Powers, would you like to mark a condition or have the effect be unstable or temporary? Let's make it unstable because I feel like that'll hurt us in a way that helps us. You know what I mean? (laughs) Sure. Like what sorts of illusions are you popping up right now that could go in and out of existence maybe? I think there's just like more cards flying everywhere, more bees. I think there's a couple of more cats that appear all over. Just more of everything. It looks like there's also just random guards. Illusions, but like random illusionary guards that start fighting one another. (laughs) Yeah, and these would be the fog guards, so that's going to be real confusing because there's really supposed to only be two of them here. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, this is a great set of visuals. So this is Definitely going to help, or at least Karen cross the room to get over to the cells, but it's going to cause a lot of confusion for anybody who's trying to not get hit by one of these cards and whatnot. Yeah, so while all of this chaos is ramping up in the background, um, you've just been hit, well, rather your Rhythm Star Crystal has just been hit with this card that's attached itself to it like a leech Mm -hmm. and whenever it pulses you feel your body go like really bad like almost like an electric spasm through it but you can still move it's just very like Mm -hmm. awkward and painful okay and i think uh elementum did you say you wanted to defend here or were you thinking something else at this point yeah i wanted to defend i'm just gonna say i think at this point with so many things happening at the same time i think it's kind of distracting i probably end up dropping the moat Sure. I think rather than it dropping just since it's solid rock, I think probably at this point just some of those cards have burned their way through it at this point. Yeah. Um, As he, like, drops concentration on this wall, he kind of, like, puts his head around, and again, similar to how he blew some air out to boost the bees, he blows out a much more violent glass of air out, and it kind of, like, shoots off almost like a dart-like pulse of air at this car to try and knock it off the crystal. Mm -hmm. And... Stop it from impairing their movement. Yeah, I think it's hard to hit that thing without hitting Vivi's crystal, but thankfully these crystals are pretty durable, so I think if you shoot it with enough air bullets, you're going to break the card yeah. off of it at least. So Vivi, you might feel some pain from the air bullets hitting, but not more pain than the thing is already causing you. Sorry, are you okay? It's fine. Th- thank you. God damn it. And the person in all black is fumbling for another card before she realizes... Wait a minute, I, I, I don't have to deal with this. And she's next to kind of like a desk right now. And she concentrates for a sec. And above you, an exact copy of that desk materializes and starts to fall down towards you. <laughs> um, okay. 
But now you're free of the card, so you can get out of the way of that without as much trouble. Uh, I think I'm going to directly engage again, but what I'm going to do is holding the crystal, I'm going to activate my ribbon powers, which we talked about treating that as a new power that I'm working on instead of having to use my doom sign for that. Sure. And I'm going to brace myself and reach up the ribbon that's wrapped around my waist and grab the desk and just throw it at her. All right. That definitely sounds like a directly engaged to me, so go right ahead. Yes. That's a 10. Perfect. (laughs) What would you like to take for your 10? For once in my life, I'm going to resist or avoid their blows. (laughs) Sure. And impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Okay. (laughs) I like this moment here because, like, clearly she thought she was going to do something clever here. Like, aha, I'm Mm going to get her in a better position to do my thing by dropping this desk on her. I'm a genius. And then it's that meme picture from from Gundam where it's like, (laughs) I'm I'm a genius. genius. Oh, Oh, no. no. (laughs) As you just take this desk with your ribbons and just bounce it back towards her and she gets slammed across to the roof. And as soon as I finish doing that, I am going to put my rhythm star to my chest and try to put it away uh, the way I saw Lucia doing, because having it out is making me vulnerable to their attacks. Sure. Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, So you've done that. Um, Trying to think what Kelvin is up to. I think Kelvin is still pretty woozy from before and also, like, can't use their powers quite as well as they normally would be able to. But they've still got some glow, and it is starting to, like, get a little bit brighter, like, as more time passes. So I think for now they're still hunkering behind what's left of the wall. But who else is back there with them? Queen Bee, are you still back there? Or who else is all still behind the wall? Well, Queen Bee was on top of the wall. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, Elementum's still back there. And was was Trixie running with Karen or projecting the illusions from behind the wall? Um, running with Karen. Like, okay. I'm throwing the illusions and trying to keep up. Okay. In that case, I think Kelvin's probably still gonna... I think he might look up at you, Elementum, and says... How much longer do you think you can defend the spot for? I, I really couldn't say, but I'll do my best to hold it for as long as you need. How long do you need? I don't know exactly, but I think I can feel my power starting to return just a little bit. Hopefully in even just a few more minutes, I should be able to help you. Okay, I can do that. You do still have one more of these robed figures left to deal with. Um, when they portaled away, they started helping out some of the scientists get some of their important gear through one of the warehouse door-sized portals on the wall. I should note, by the way, I don't know how who would notice this at this point with all the chaos going on, but just in case anybody does notice, these are not the only doors on the wall. You might catch a look that there are these two large warehouse-sized cloud portals, but there's also like a regular door-sized rectangle not far away from them nearby, and one that is roughly the same size, but completely circular. And they're all along the same long wall. And people are more still pushing through the, the larger portals, but those two other portals are there. Okay. Uh, do we get a sense of where the people with powers are? Like, I remember there being like cages or tubes or something. Yes, that's where Karen and Trixie are headed currently. Um, so they're trying to cover their flight to the <laughs> to the prison cylinders so that 
Karen can try and get those open, hopefully. Got it. So um, I'm going to cause some more chaos. So I see them trying to move equipment there and I decide, oh, no, it would really suck if someone came over there and just started breaking all of that equipment that they're trying to move. So I'm (laughs) going to go and do that. Okay. I think you definitely will find some resistance there. I think the other hooded figure is probably going to face you and maybe try and send out another card at you. So I'm going to have you directly engage the threat to see how this engagement goes. Okay, here we go. Here we go. It's a hit. It's a seven. What would you like on your seven? You know what? I'm going to take the blow, I think. I'll, uh... I'm going to take something from them. And that something's going to be all that nice equipment. Sure. Well, you can't see their face right now, but you can definitely tell they're trying to protect this equipment. It must be good equipment. Yeah. So they're not having it as you're, like, just wrecking house on it. And you definitely are. But sooner or later, you are going to get a, a brush with this card as well. Your your star, your crystal is just kind of, again, floating near you like a following sprite. And it does mm-hmm. manage to catch your rhythm star in the air. And you are going to have this same thing happen to you that BB felt with the, like sort of pulsing electricity through your body and you have I think a little easier time resisting it because you are a tiger Um, Mm -hmm. but it's not fun it's not pleasant yeah can I mark a condition sure angry (laughs) (laughs) that pisses me off oh for sure (laughs) yeah don't piss off this kitty no and if possible I'm gonna react by like smashing the stuff even more. Oh, do so. <laughs> yes, yeah. Cover. <laughs> Great Tail's gonna whap into some sensitive equipment and knock <laughs> it against the wall. <laughs> and I'm just gonna throw a big old temper tantrum about all this equipment. <laughs> and you can and like f- roar and stuff. Yeah. So, attention on me. Oh but my also God. that hurt. Fuck you. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can hear the person underneath the hood is, like, distressed because they don't want to deal with the tiger. They're still a human being. Um, I <laughs> uh, should have thought of that before. <laughs> yeah. So what they're trying to do is they're using their portal ability to try and at least portal some of the equipment closer to where the people are pulling stuff out of the room. Um, but they're <laughs> clearly having a time trying to get away from this tiger who is pretty handily able to resist the power of their literal trump card. Yeah. (laughs) So there's lots of stuff flying, lots of chaos happening. I think this is a pretty good opportunity for Karen and Trixie to have successfully made it across the lab to where the prison cells are. Mm -hmm. And now, since you're close enough, you can kind of see through the tinted glass better. You can see some more of the people who are in these prison cells. Okay. You have about six people in here in about five different cylinders. You have a few random people who you don't know. You have Drew and Anne who you expected to find who are sharing one large cylinder together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of them has Diana. What? Cosa? What? Oh, that bitch. (laughs) She's looking out at all of this and like pounding on the, the whatever plexiglass or magic resisting material is keeping her in there but she i think recognizes karen she wouldn't recognize you but she knows somebody's coming to get her at least i recognize her though yeah yeah you recognize diana she wouldn't recognize you i think okay but she certainly recognizes karen 
and like you can't hear um, her very much, but like she's definitely yelling for you. Oh no, I, I just I just want to be clear mm. that Tyra's the bitch, not Diana. <laughs> and that I'm like well, Tyra had something mm. to do with this. That's mm-hmm. that's what I think. But uh, yeah, oh, I that's what I say. No, yeah. um, I mean. I can think of a different reason that they might have specifically gone after Diana, but maybe that will come up in conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, she dis- she hasn't been seen since the show, so maybe not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe she was already kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, I think Lucia just like looks at Karen because like, you see that? <laughs> yeah, and Karen's wide-eyed too, like, Oh, that explains some things. Cass said she hadn't been around lately. They just figured she was depressed. I I mean... Okay, 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 okay. One thing at a time. Do I have an idea of how to open these things? Uh, no, but Karen has enough technical know-how that she's going to make a try at it, and at the very least, the friend should be able to help in some way. True, 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 true. But it is, like, just for my own like verification, it's it looks like some sort of like technological structure is holding them, not like cages of hard light, right? Right. It is definitely a technological physical thing. Basically what I'm imagining, it's like a big metal top and bottom cylinder with basically a magic plexiglass anti-magic window around the sides with a door. Okay. And it's large enough for a person and a bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Lucia or oh, Trixie will go and try to like support Karen or, or help Karen in any way. Yeah, honestly, mostly what Karen needs is cover so that people don't like mess with what she and the friend are trying to do right now. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I think Lucia is just gonna keep making more chaos. Honestly, taking a page out of Bane Kitten's book might like start using her crystal to manifest enough hard light that she can manipulate into becoming physical enough to like start breaking shit and just like making a mess because if I help a teammate through destructive criminal or actions it's like more effective. Now that's using your delinquent noodle. Nah, yeah. <laughs> they technically get plus two instead of plus one when we spend a team but I don't think Karen spends team. But, you know, same energy. Yeah, but basically it's in character. It's on brand. Exactly. So Karen's going to start in on... <laughs> I think she's just going to start in the first person she saw, which is Diana. So she's going to start working on whatever console is on the front of the cell as you start doing this. So I guess I'm going to ask you to unleash your powers to do this. And since this is your new power, I won't give you the plus one, but it is not at disadvantage at least. All right. So, seven to nine. Would you like to mark a condition or have the effect be unstable or temporary? Let's do unstable again. I want to burn this place to the ground. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, in this case, you're causing more than just illusory chaos. You're causing actual physical damage and chaos. Yes. <laughs> Which I am all for. Go for it. <laughs> I said jinx powers. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's so yeah, you can mix your luck powers in with this and have just stuff conveniently fall over too. Well, I think that's what it is, right? I think like we've talked about this. Like she's much more comfortable using like her illusions and getting more like into her light powers. And I think she's like having so much fun. Just like listen, sometimes it's just fun to break shit. You ever just break shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like starts letting out that like crackling 
vibrant pink energy and it's just making things like glitch and fall and crash and break in a way that like she didn't necessarily intend and i think that's a thing that makes it unstable yeah so i think you might um i think vivi is still in the area where you generally are right now mm-hmm. so i think you might be putting vivi in potential danger by doing this love you bestie <laughs> yeah, love you. Possibly Bane Tiger as well, but Bane Tiger can probably fend it off a bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just full chaos. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, so you're knocking over shit. Everybody's knocking over shit. Everybody's knocking over everything they can. <laughs> it is basically just that one commercial with the panda who is wrecking everything in that one office. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Anti-corporate teenagers busting. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lab and just wreck shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is less equipment to break at this point since a lot of it has been moved out already and a lot of it is now being broken. So there's less and less left to break. And as this is the case, this other formerly robed person who Vivi unmasked before is starting to run towards one of these portals and is yelling to some of her fellow employees and also the other robed figure like, Come on, we gotta go. We knew Bravo would be more easily compromised than the other ones. God! I want to stop this person from escaping. Sure. So could I... I just want to make a, like a, just a moat, like a wall of fire right around them before they can reach the portal. Sure. And just stop them in their tracks. Definitely go ahead and do that. Unleash your powers, I would say that is. Yeah. I get a plus one for that, right? Yes. With the crystals? That's okay. a pretty standard element of power. Go right ahead. That is a 12. 12. All right. What would you like to do? So as they're running, I probably like look and see Trixie and Karen dealing with the prison cells. Then I see that this person is retreating and yelling some kind of orders. So they must have some kind of knowledge. And I think he just instinctually grabs his crystal and then points it almost like a wand at this person fleeing. And you just see like a bout of flames erupt from the tip of the crystal. And it's almost like there was already oil on the ground in a perfect circle around it. Ooh. Definitely wasn't, but it catches a light and makes a perfect circle. All right. And just tall walls of fire encapsulating this person. Not hurting them, but like just being like a barrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's definitely starting to be like, oh God, oh no. And I think she's reaching for the only other weapon she has left, which is the cards at this point. And she's going to turn back to the source of this fire and try to send another card back your way. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Would anybody like to defend Jaden? I would. All right. Um, yes. Yeah! Oof. So on a full hit, you keep them safe and choose one. Uh, what would you like? Would you like a team to the pool, influence, or clear condition? I'd go with team because I don't have condition. Okay. What are you doing to defend Elementum here? Like, the card is in flight. One of my bees... Actually, I want to say that six bees form like an hexagon and there's like a small force field in between. Oh, sure, sure. So yes, you've got this card pressing up against your your hexagon of disco bees and that gives Elementum the opportunity to do uh, whatever it is you want to try and do with this person that you've caught. Honestly, at this point, I think I just want to keep them in place until everyone else is done because I think he's running on like autopilot right now. He has no idea what he's doing or what he needs to do to help. But this seems helpful, so you're just like holding them in place, like keeping the flames in place. Okay. Hey y'all! This is going to
going to be an even shorter middle bit than the last episodes because I really don't want to detract from the flow of this arc finale any more than is necessary. So all I will say right now is thank you all so much for listening all the way to episode 34. We all so, so appreciate everyone who's been following us and enjoying the story we've been telling over the last two years. The day this goes up will be the two-year anniversary of the release of episodes one and two. And Super Idols is still by far the most creatively fulfilling project that I have done in my life to date. I will definitely be talking a lot more about how much this all means to me when we do the ARC 2 Q&A coming up. Um, if you have questions, by the way, for that Q&A, uh, you can email them to superidolsrpg at gmail.com. You can tweet them to us at superidolsrpg. Or if you are on the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord or my personal Discord, The Magical Stage, you can send them in the Super Idols channels on those servers as well. Anyway, again, I don't want to keep you longer than I have to, so I will skip the usual bit about promoting the Patreon for you. I think you're, you all know about that by now. <laughs> so we can just go straight to giving our lovely cheerleader squad of $5 plus patrons their shoutouts, followed by our ads for the episode. So first, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much to Adam K, Orabolt, Blake1995, Chris T, Circus, Ericune, Great Big James, Jordan Cuttlefish, Liv C, Naomi, Noreen, Rowan B, Tanner S, T, and Vivid Revolution. Thank you all so incredibly much, as always, for supporting the show. Alright, I think that's everything for now. Thank you all again. I will talk to you all in our next Q&A episode. And for now, please enjoy the thrilling conclusion of Arc 2 of Super Idols RPG. I'm Ken Rollo, using he, him pronouns, playing Kai Riley, AKA Ignition. Leo's life very much mirrors, like if you think about being in the military. The AI official Twitter account is announcing a Meet Your Hero contest starting today. Nobody's looking, she's just going to like jump off of this like upstairs balcony to the stairs and see if you can safely teleport down. She sticks landing, just stumbles a little bit, and then she's gonna make herself some waffles and a waffle maker downstairs. They begin to shout, Lancer just wants us to back up. He's not one of us, he's just like one of the cops. It is a nightmare for her to realize that in her head, she's being chased by five cops. These kids are in a flurry now. They're shouting, they're jeering. They were angry before, now they've got that sort of righteous rage. This is Eastwind, an AAPI, Infinity City Story, an actual play using the Masks, a new generation system from Magpie Games. Eastwind can be found by searching for Infinity City on your favorite podcatcher. Hi, I'm Kendrick. I'm Gus. I'm Hilda. And I'm Marcy. And we're the cast of Tales Yet Told. An actual play podcast dedicated to telling weird and fun stories full of imagination, thoughtful characterization, and inclusivity. You should go listen to our first season, Strangers in the Wood. Where we play Babes in the Wood, an over-the-garden-wall-inspired tabletop RPG by Adam Voss. It's fun. 
Spooky. And full of weird characters, like Dex the diner owner, and Miss Jackson the parrot desk attendant. And with lovable player characters, like Dakota, Dorothy, and Walter the Weasel. Follow us on Twitter at Tales Yet Told for more details, and look out for new episodes every Wednesday. So go out, eat well, sleep enough, (laughs) and love yourself like we love you. Let's see. Probably would be good to describe what Karen and Trixie are doing where they are, I think. (laughs) Yeah, Trixie is starting to come back into herself after creating all this chaos. And Karen's, like, getting people out. Mm -hmm. And I think Trixie starts just kind of, like, helping out with that. Like, helping, pulling people out. Kind of, like, getting them towards Karen. Yeah, I think eventually, like, between Karen and the friend, like... The friend isn't able to get into the cell because there's like that magic barrier there. But like once mm-hmm. Karen and them both together figure out the technology involved, they are able to like pop the panel pretty easily and then the doors open and then they're able to start getting people out of the cells that way. Yeah. And as this chaos is going on, you can start shepherding people back across the lab where all the chaos is going on and see if you can get them. Well, actually, hmm. Where, where do you want to be going is the thing is <laughs> well i think like once everybody's kind of on their way out i'm gonna head back to the rest of the team because i think they've all got themselves and karen's got them so i'm just gonna go back to the rhythmics team mm-hmm. i think as you go you see um karen as she gets drew and Anne out you see her giving Anne like a big <laughs> the biggest hug that she can considering the size of Anne. no <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so you're you're moving back more towards where that moat was before, right? The moat wall? Yes, yes I am. Okay, so you're trying to get them back behind that wall and out towards the door you came in, I'm guessing? Yes, because I think that's the way out, or the way they need to go. I think that's a reasonable assumption to make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and is there anything else you're doing to cover your escape as you go, or like... Um, yeah, no, I think I'm just, like, relying on, like trying to bend and control the look around me so that things just work out at least in this instant that like people get to safety i get to safety i get to where we need to go without like anything bad happening to anybody as much as i can control right sure i think between the chaos illusions that you caused earlier and maybe like protecting yourself maybe with some of those invisibility shields that you've used before you can get everybody across the room safely and behind some cover Awesome. Yes. Perfect. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. (laughs) And what are you doing to continue to wreck shit, Bank Tiger? Oh, gosh. What am I not doing? (laughs) I'm sure I'm angry, but I'm also really having fun breaking stuff as a tiger and just being allowed to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, there's probably, like, some tables and desks there or something, from what I understand. Like, surfaces I can jump on from place to place. And I'm just, like, (laughs) knocking stuff down. Like, I pick up some fragile computer thing with my mouse and throw it up and then, like, slap it with my paw so it hits the wall. It splits into little pieces. And I think there's still, like, one doctor who hasn't escaped and is like, no, 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 and, <laughs> and then I, like, turn around and I'm like, rawr, and then Whoa. the doctor escapes. Yeah. 
Yeah, you see them like mad dash the first opportunity they get to get through one of those warehouse doors. Actually, no, I'm gonna say he's heading for the small rectangular door. Any chance Queen Bee could stop it? Sure, yeah, if you see him making a dash for this small rectangular door, you can definitely try and stop him. Okay, I think it's uh, directly engaged. Okay. It's an eight. Would you like to mark a condition or have the effect be unstable or temporary? I'm gonna mark a condition. I'm marking angry. Okay. And I'm leaping from the top of the wall and just tackling them. Alright, sounds good. No fancy dance move this time. Fair enough. I, I'll say the powers part of this is you keeping that hexagon shield up while you do that. Perfect. You tackle this doctor to the ground before he can get to the door. Um, he's like, no, I need to get my stuff from my regular office at least, goddammit! <laughs> I'm sorry, but we really need you to stay in today. Do some overtime. Who the hell are you anyway? Nobody's supposed to know how to get in here. Nobody even knows that these kinds of places even exist. How? Who do you work for? We're currently seeking representation. While she's doing this, I'm gonna like stop my reign of destruction to just like stop and like brush myself against B's leg to like thank her for stopping him because I, you know, I was mad. I wasn't really thinking of it. And then maybe stop for hair scritches before I see something else I want to destroy and run off. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't checked in with Vivi for a bit. How's Vivi doing? Um, I imagine just keeping this guard busy one-on-one. -on -one. Sure. Well, she's in the ring of fire now, so you shouldn't have oh, a yeah. terrible tr problem with that. She might still be trying to shoot out the last few of her cards and see if she can get something with them. Mm -hmm. But you, it's clear that you're doing pretty well at dodging and destroying these at this point. So mm -hmm. I think I'm not even going to ask you to, to roll to fend off more of those because you've got the swing of it now, I think. Yeah, at this point, I'm just sort of running interference, stopping those cards when she tries to throw them out and probably keeping an eye out for the other figure. I think like, again, like all this is very much autopilot for him. When it comes to conflict, he kind of just like does whatever feels like is the right thing to do at the time and it's not, doesn't really think it through. And he kind of thinks like, we probably do want to keep this guard around and just talk, like interrogate them, but it's kind of difficult to talk to them through a wall of flames. So I think what he does like very quickly drops the wall of flames and kind of lets his crystal float. And he pulls out the drumsticks he always has with him. And he kind of like drums a little beat on the side of the crystal. And each time he hits it, you see the earth underneath this guard like shake. And then it's going to be like kind of like handcuffs, but made of just solid rock. Juts out and latch onto ankles and then the hands and wrists. Sure. There is an actual earth in this dimension either, so it's just like the rock from the building, so that <laughs> looks even more rough and ragged. Yeah, so it's kind of just rip out of the ground and jet out and then grab onto the ankles and then the wrists of this person. Sorry, the earth here feels weird. I'm not quite used to controlling it. If it's a little bit too tight, let me know. Oh, I'll be I'll be sure to take it up with your manager. And she spits towards you. Okay, that was kind of that was kind of gross. Um, sorry. Don't apologize to the kidnappers. Okay. And speaking of that other figure, they have finished whatever it is they were doing with getting the other staff and whatever else they could salvage out of there. And with their partner now trapped, they are setting their sights back on all of you now. And they're proving very tricky to pin down because they have this portal ability that lets them slip away as soon as you think you've got them. They're continuing to shoot out more and more of these red cards everywhere. Vivi's catching them all pretty well for now. But this other robed figure seems to be like a lot more skilled than their partner, let's be honest. 
So she's having a bit of trouble, and it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. As this is happening, though, camera goes back to Zero Degrees, who is hidden behind the remains of Elementum's wall. They had looked pretty tired and weakened before, but now that they've had a bit of time to rest and recharge their powers, he is looking a lot more confident, and their rhythm star is glowing much brighter than it was before. So they tentatively peek out, like, just from behind the wall, and from their vantage point, they are gonna study the movements of the figure who is portaling around everywhere. He knows, again, that they're very skilled, and they need to be pinned down, or slowed down, or something, as quickly as possible. Otherwise, they'll just- they'll, they'll never be caught, and they're likely to get everyone with these cards sooner or later. So the more pressure that everyone else can put on this figure to stop them in their tracks, the better. So, with a flash of inspiration, Zero Degrees dashes out from behind the wall towards the closest person to him, which, in this case, is Elementum. And he reaches out, grabs Elementum by the shoulder to get his attention. Zero Degrees points at the robed figure. He's like, well, I need you to go in there. Hit that target with as thin and as narrow as forceful blast of water as you can. Uh, okay. And Elementum claps his hand together, and once they make contact, he holds it in place, and between his fingertips, just a thin, pressurized blade, I suppose, of water spurts out and directly at this road figure. And as it fires in the air, Zero Degree snaps his fingers, and the bolt of water immediately turns to ice, as uh, splashed up on the screen is a team-up attack. Icicle. Dagger. And sure enough, this dagger of water and ice arcs through the air towards the figure, like, so fast that they just don't even get time to react before they can portal away again. And the icicle dagger slashes across the back of their foggy robe, and for a brief moment, you think you can see, like, a colorful shirt underneath the, the bit where the fog has come apart before it reconstitutes itself back into the robe shape. And the, the figure appears to wince from the hit before they portal further away again. Uh, this time they go up higher onto a catwalk where they can shoot their cards more, like, unobstructed. With the robed figure too far for us to go and reach, Zero Degrees beckons to Queen Bee. Is like, I'll be able to make a path for you. Here we go. And he summons gigantic, gigantic, like, hexagon sheets of ice in a spiraling platform road to the other side with Queen Bee being able to stick to any surface possible. Grace, poise and perfection. She starts the choreography Zero Degrees did at the mall that one time, jumping from one platform to another to reach the enemy. And the text flashes up on the screen, road of... Pain. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Road of pain. Alright, and as these attacks are going off, you've got the robed figure, like, flitting out more cards from their sleeves, 
but zero degrees' is icy hexagon panels and your disco bees are helping to block and destroy the cards before they get to you. And they, the panels, again, are also helping you to effectively dodge and weave around everything. And this figure makes like a frustrated move as they portal away again, back down towards the ground, closer to where BB is. But uh, luckily, as, as, as luck would have it, as you know, it's, it's pretty darn lucky. <laughs> Zero Degrees was already rushing in that direction as well, and is planning their next move with her. I was like, ah, we're in a bit of a tight spot. Violet's Violet. Yes? Make as many swords as you can. We'll wield them together. She nods and, similar to the gig, creates a cloud of swords around but not directly above the two of them that just drop into the ground around them. Zero Degrees summons a bunch of ice clones that look like Violet's Violet. They all pick up a sword each, and a crowd of them just dash towards the enemy. Waltz of violence. Yeah, and the figure is just barely managing to avoid all these ice clones as they're dropping in and out of portals underneath their feet. The clones, combined with uh, Elementum's continued attacks and Queen Bee rushing back towards them as well, uh, that's all keeping them at bay for the moment, which will give Zero Degrees an opportunity to get to Bay and Tiger next. Yeah, I, I know that you're more of a uh, transforming animal kind of uh, vibe these days, he says, incredibly awkwardly and like off balance. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, I, I still punch things. I need you actually to go and make as large of a firework explosion as you possibly can. Okay. She holds out her hands and strengthened by the mentorship that Kelvin's been offering, just goes to town on a fireworks show. It was like... If this was America and it was the 4th of July in the sky, that's what it looks like in here. As the fireworks go off, they are suddenly encased in ice that has been formed to have like multiple lenses, almost as if they were glass lenses around the fireworks. So as the light show goes off, they are hyper-focused and directed by the encased orb of ice that surrounds them, uh, making them uh, incredibly dazzling, and depending on how the lens is focused, probably slightly burning rays of light that shoot out in all directions. And appearing on screen, team attack, disco. Disco explosion. There we go. And this explosion of light is most certainly dazzling. I think this figure is still trying to shoot out more cards because it's what they can do. <laughs> but with all of this refracting and burning light everywhere, they really can't see very well at all, which is going to stop them from getting any good shots off. Which is great for Zero Degrees because he's going to take this opportunity to run over to the last member of Rhythmix. Last but not least, uh, Trixie. Just how many illusions can you summon at once? Um, I mean, I 
mean, I guess I really haven't tried yet, so let's see how many I can do. Want to match the number that I can do? And he summons three clones. She's got the biggest grin on her face and three just like pop out immediately and they're all smiling the same way she is. Another six clones appear. Another six? And then, yeah, I think he, he's he's sweating a little bit and goes like, ten. <laughs> her face just like twists up into this like intense concentration. And I think like she herself starts to like glow with that like iridescent light and her hair and pigtails start to flow up as 10 more start to show up. And I think some of them are flickering in that kaleidoscopic way again, but they're there. Mm, this is the, some of that set of 10 definitely look a little melted, but it's fine. <laughs> as the ice dancers go and take your clones by the hand and start a whirling, spinning dance that goes all over the place. There are collectively that would be 20 of us. Yeah, about 20, <laughs> 20 dance partners just kind of going ham in this space. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And it splashes on the screen. Team attack, graceful. Mosh pit! Yeah! <laughs> Will you dance with me? And I think that's gonna be what does it at this point. You basically have your own like Agent Smith burly brawl worth of the two of you's clones descending on this figure now. Uh, between that, disorienting them and the fireworks reducing their vision and the attacks trying to bring them down, they finally get knocked down to the floor before they can teleport away in the portal again. And the foggy hood of the robe gets knocked off finally. And you see a familiar face. It is Papaya. What? Oh. Excuse me? <laughs> I mean, like, we knew she was sketch, but like, how deep does this go? Ah. Uh. And I think Bane's just gonna cross her arms and, and just say, oh, of course it is, and roll her eyes. <laughs> Don't think you've won just because you got me and ganged up on me. Okay? We got everything out that we needed to. This isn't over yet. And out of the folds of her foggy robe, she pulls out an oversized Versace purse that she pulls open and she hops into like it's a bag of holding and closes it behind her. <laughs> what? <laughs> As Papyrus is leaving, Zero Degrees says, I quit. And then he detransforms and passes out. <laughs> <laughs> and if you try to open this bag again you will find nothing but the inside of a regular bag what the hell okay well if you don't mind I'm just gonna keep this <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that's safe I I'm sure it's fine and she's like holding it close <laughs> all the scientists and doctors are gone at this point except for the one that Queen Bee um, has pinned down and I think the giant warehouse doors start to dissipate at that point and they disappear. Oh, can I roll for burn and then use an ability real quick or is it, would it be too late? No, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to roll for burn first and see how my luck is. Oh, thank God. Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> this is 13. Lucky 13. Oh. 
And um, I would like to, before these things appear, I would like to use elemental awareness. Spend one burn on mark condition. I'm fine with doing that. Um, I'll do guilty because these handcuffs are really tight on this guard and I didn't mean for that. <laughs> I spend one burn and uh, mark condition to open my mind to the world around me with my powers. You can ask one question about the world around you and the GM will answer honestly. Sure. You kind of see like Jade um, Elementum's eyes glow like between all the colors of the elements that he's, he uses. And it settles on like a light blue. And he's going to try and like see if he can feel out the like weird fog in the air and especially the one around the portals and just ask where do these things lead to specifically the the two large doors or all four um could i ask for all four or do that to be specific i think you can ask for all four but you might not get full details on all of them uh, so if you want more details i uh ask for just two if you want general details um you can ask for all four can I ask the rest of the group what they think would be useful? <laughs> what does everyone else think? Should I go for a general of all four or just a specific two? You know, I feel like specific two, but okay. I, don't I don't know. I don't I really don't know. Yeah, that's that seems good to me. Okay. So it seemed like everyone was going for the two bigger doors for the most mm-hmm. part. So I want to ask what is what did it do those two larger portals lead to? Okay, so I think in this this one brief, like, you see the Matrix moment, your senses extend. Just as the portals are starting to disappear, your mind reaches through both of them at once. And you can see on the other sides of these portals, very similar, like, warehouse lab spaces to this one. You can tell just from the lighting and, like, what you can see out the windows that they are in entirely different locations, like... One of them is in like super bright sunlight and the other is like pitch dark of night and like different like environments and whatnot outside. You can also see some of the signage on the insides of the buildings say Alpha and Charlie. And you re- you remember when you went into this facility that it said Bravo. And you can tell also just from like sensing the spaces, you can tell that these also exist in these similar alternate dimensional spaces, but they are also connected to our world in the same way that this space is. Okay. So you're not sure where they connect to in our world, but they are out there somewhere. Okay. So yeah, I think his eyes glow like a light blue as he sees this. I think it's kind of almost like, it's probably like he's almost talking or seeing through the water molecules in the air that pass through the portals. And then they dim again. He realizes nothing you can do about it right now, but he'll update everyone as soon as we have everyone out of this weird dimension. All right, so you can keep that to yourself for now. However, I, I will say that as you are having this vision, uh, the rest of you are all regrouping and reeling from that big papaya reveal. And um, speaking of papaya, you suddenly see a hand with bedazzled nails shoot up out of the big purse like a zombie hand out of a grave. And it points very quickly towards your two Crimson Signal hostages. And two portals open up underneath them, and they fall through into parts unknown. And the hand pulls itself back through the bag portal again before you can catch it again. What? No, hey, wait, you come back here. Uh, Can can I at least say that one of my bees manages to sting her hand before she goes? (laughs) Yes, yes, you can. One of, let's say one of your disco bees catches the back of Papaya's hand with like a sting of energy, and 
she flips you off as her hand disappears back into the bag again. Well, there goes maybe getting some answers about all this. Yeah, the only thing I could really glean from looking at them was that that woman had something under her vest, it looked like. It could have been my imagination, but I think it was glowing a little bit, too. She did use some kind of power to duplicate a desk earlier. Maybe maybe she had another Idol's Rhythm Star under there, like when like when Kelvin held mine and used my power. Hmm. Could be. I mean, why put all these resources into Rhythm Star research if you don't have some kind of evil plan to use them? Hmm. Food for thought. But yes, barring that escape, Everything seems to be dying down for now. You have all your prisoners safe. The rest of the baddies aren't in the room anymore. So you have a bit of time here to wrap a few things up before you leave. I think I just got sick of breaking stuff because, like, everything was broken. Yeah, everything that was worth breaking is broken now. So now I'm, like, probably rubbing up against Anne and just relieved to see her and, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and she's not sure what to make of that. You didn't have a pink tiger the last time she saw y'all. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but she no. just very awkwardly gives you like a big rocky scritch. Oh yeah, that's Angie. Oh, it's um hello. Angie, um, nice to see you. Nice to see everybody. Thank you for coming. Yeah, it's it's a relief to see you too. Yeah, we're really worried. We all just know Trixie's standing there the whole time, like, mmm. Mm, fair. <laughs> I don't know much of anything. I mean, I know, but I don't really know, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we know you don't know, but you know, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Two brain cells and a prayer. <laughs> yeah, Anne says, I, I see you brought some more friends to help save me. That's, um, I'll be honest, I was hoping I could, um, break myself out at some point, but... If anybody was going to break me out, I'm, I'm glad it's all you lot. I think we probably should get out of here. Um, I don't think the mess is very good to breathe. Everyone had respirators of some sort, so maybe the sooner we get out, the better. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not great. We've all been pretty tired. And uh, Diana is uh, for sure, like, she's pinching her temples like, I haven't even been here for that long, and it's really, really getting to me. Yeah, I was about to ask if she was still in the tube. No, 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 they're all out now. All the, You've got, basically, all the prisoners are starting to come out from behind their cover at this point, since it seems safe to do so now. So you've got Diana, you've got Anne, you've got Drew, and you've also got a few, like, random, like, people that you don't know. One or two maybe look like they're your age, maybe one or two might look slightly older as well, like, early 20s, maybe. Trixie is definitely, like, eyeing Drew, because I think... Like, okay, it's like, she's putting it together. Like, this is the guy that my brother was talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, he's like a big beefy boy who looks like, (laughs) who looks like a friend of your brother's. Yeah, they look familiar. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, cool, word. And then I look at Diana and just, when did you even get here? Like, what happened to you? Not even that long ago. It was like, tonight. Tonight? Yeah, no, it's, I, I have no idea what any of this is. They just, they kept saying something about me being at a tour of the Crimson Signal building and being a ringleader of, in some sort of plot. 
against the, but I never set foot in this building <gasps> in my life until now. I don't like Crimson oh, Signal stuff. It's no. tacky and overpriced, but I wouldn't do a corporate espionage. Uh, I'm going to mark guilty on my character yeah. sheet. <laughs> <laughs> and you surmise from listening to Diana say this, that Crimson Signal probably just got their camera footage backups online recently. Oh, oh my god. No. <laughs> Are we the bad guys? <laughs> no, we're not. We're the baddies. <laughs> okay. Okay. Quinby puts a, a hand on Diana's shoulder. You know, I think this is all part of a plot to take Sagittaria from you. It's... You've been framed. You know what? Fucking let them at this point. Who fucking cares? Well, come on. You don't want to let Ashley have it. Well, at least Tyra has it, and I'm... I'm not spending enough effort to get it away from her again, for God's sake. Um, we we should probably get going and not yeah. not we, we we can figure out who framed who later. Yeah, and as you start to make a move to go, actually, um, Anne puts a, a hand on your shoulder and stops. Um, and it looks like she's just standing there, and and she says, "Actually, um, I I kind of want to try," and she. She nods her head back over her shoulder towards the portals and actually kind of gestures for you all to follow closer to the portals. I've been watching them while I've been here. They try to keep us asleep a lot of the time, but they can't keep us asleep all the time if they want to keep us fed. I've been paying attention and there's been a lot of movement out between some of those other bigger doors like you just saw, but sometimes people go through this one as well and she points to the big circular portal and the way they talk about this one there's something about it it's special they kept saying multiverse this and multiverse that i think i think this leads to another world another earth and she pauses and tilts her head another texas maybe oh no uh <laughs> oh and I don't know what's through there. It might be dangerous. I don't know what they've got out there, but I want to find out. And I think if anyone's going to be tough enough to survive in a new world, it's probably going to be an eight foot tall brick shithouse. Yeah. Yeah. If if that's what you want to do, then... Yeah, I do, as a matter of fact. And she gives kind of a determined, through her stone face look. I want to do what I can to stop them, or at least make it easier for others to stop them later. Because I don't want this to happen to anyone else again. Well, I'm just glad you're out, and I'm sure you're gonna kick their asses. And she gives you a big toothy grin. I'm counting on it. I'm gonna pop back into my human form and then give her a hug. Yeah, she gives you a big stone golem hug back to anybody who wants one. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck over there. Don't die. <laughs> we still need a guitarist. I'll be back for the reunion tour. Don't you worry. And she gives kind of an awkward thumbs up. She's not a thumbs up person, but it yeah. seems to be the gesture Got for it. the situation. Got it. <laughs> uh, and if you do find the other Texas, um, be sure to send us some of that hair oil. Oh, right. And um, <laughs> she looks around for some paper on a, a ruined desk and starts to write down what looks like a shopping list. 
get Texan hair oil. That that was I, I was joking. It's fine. Oh well. Anyway, <laughs> off to adventure, I suppose. I'm up for an adventure. Stay safe. Godspeed. Thanks. You all too. And do me a favor as she heads towards the portal and looks back over her shoulder in that see you later buddy kind of way. Become the biggest fucking names in this universe for me, will ya? We fucking will. Yeah, we freaking will. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> just, just because you ask nicely. <laughs> I'll see you later, Anne. And she looks actually a little bit torn about watching Anne go through the portal and she's looking kind of to the empty space next to her where you're pretty sure the friend would be as well as if she's also like splitting her attention between this and them and as she's doing that you see Anne give her last wave and Drew pumps his fist in the air she's probably talked about this with him so he's prepared to see her go like this and then she passes through the portal and she's gone Alright, let's get the fuck out of here. Alright, anyway. As you all exit the portal and go back into the secret room in the Crimson Signal building, I'm going to say that, Trixie, you can put up your invisibility bubble around everyone again. Obviously there was security trying to get in here before, so you expect the need to avoid them again. However. As you go out of the secret room and down that long hall back into the main lobby and you're sneaking along, you're trying to stay quiet, but you don't hear anyone trying to bust down the door. And when you exit into the lobby, um, indeed, you don't see any security guards still here. What you do see is the flashing red and blue lights of police cars through the glass of the front lobby windows. And you hear some muffled commotion outside, like a large group is gathered outside and waiting for something. And as you try and figure out what's going on here, the camera pulls back and transitions for the audience into a brief flashback to Cass back at Karen's apartment, who has been far from idle while you've all been out in the fog dimension. Yes, hello? I, I want to call in a kidnapping tip. You know all those cases of missing young people that have been cropping up lately? I have it on very good authority that the victims have been located and are currently being rescued over at the Crimson Signal building. Y yes, that Crimson Signal. No, I'm not making a prank call. I'm actually serious. You really should get some people over there as soon as possible. I promise, if they don't find anything there, you can find me for a false 911 call. Uh, yes, of course, my name. Uh, it's Tyra Presley. That's T-Y-R-A-P-R. We see Cass calling 911 and a few news outlets about the Crimson Signal kidnappings, and also mass posting about them on social media from a bunch of burner accounts. The goal is to get as many people gathered at the scene as possible, Partly to keep the cops accountable because they cannot be trusted to do the right thing unattended, but also just to raise as big a stink as she can about this. Anything to make sure that Crimson Signal can't get away with what they're doing. And we then flash forward back to our heroes in the lobby as they realize what Cass has done for them. 
Under Trixie's invisibility dome, you all turn back to Kelvin and the other rescued prisoners to figure out what you want to do before heading out to this big gathering of people. Do we want to stick around or do you want to get out? Let's go before the press get here. Yeah, as good as the publicity might be, it seems risky. And honestly, I'm just too drained to deal with all this, I think. I feel that. I do not need to deal with cops and press getting on our faces with like a million questions right now. Not to worry. I'm sure I can handle any nosy questions from the authorities. Between that and the testimony of the other victims, hopefully we can get Crimson Signal shut down for good. At least that public-facing arm. In any case. Thank you. That would be very much appreciated if you could uh, call them off for us, Kelvin. Alright, so you're all deciding to not deal directly with the authorities outside for now. And the escapees will all agree not to tell anyone who saved them conveniently. <laughs> no, th- yes, they, they understand that you probably don't want any more Crimson Signal types knowing who you are, if you can help it. And just that you don't want to deal with the media circus something like this would bring. So everyone is okay with keeping their mouth shut on this. All right, everybody, I'll take things from here. Follow me outside. And take care, you meddling, show-ruining children. I... (laughs) Again, I can't thank you enough. Be safe. We will. Thank you. Yeah, you too. All of you. Diana replies to that. Well, I was being safe before this. I'm not sure how much safer I can be than being holed up in my room waiting out my suspension. But, yeah, I'll try. And, um, thanks from me, too, for rescuing us and everything. I, uh, I owe you guys for that. You're welcome. I'm sure we'll hold you to that someday. For now, don't worry about it. Get some rest. (sighs) Oh, God, I wish I could say the same for us all. We should get going. Yeah, let's go. And with that... Kelvin leads all the escaped prisoners out of Trixie's invisibility bubble and outside to see the big crowd out there. In addition to the authorities and members of the general public, there are also family members of the victims outside who've been waiting to see if their loved ones will be found tonight. Most notably, you see Drew's family waiting for him, and Delia is overjoyed to see him as he runs out to give her a great big brother bear hug. Yeah, uh, seeing that, Trixie just, like, grins to herself and thinks, oh my god, the look on Teo's face, if he knew I helped make this happen, um, it'll, it, it'll definitely, like, kill her not to say anything to him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and under the cover of your invisibility, you all run off into the night, most assuredly knocking over some of the police's coffee cups on the way and yelling A-cab as you go, <laughs> because you can. A-cab! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Period. (laughs) (laughs) And you make it back to the secret extra-dimensional basement, and Cass welcomes you all with with as open arms as a Cass can. Oh my gosh, you made it. Oh, thank goodness. Is anyone here? Come sit down on the couch. You all look exhausted. 
Yeah, Lucia, like, flops down on the ground. Like, D-transforms, flops down on the ground. This was a whole lot. <laughs> or or the floor. The floor works, too. Yeah, Jaden's on the ground, like, face down, and just his face on the ground. It's like, I'm tired. I'm just picturing, like, Jaden lying face down and Valerie lying next to him face up, and they just, like, high-five tiredly. Yes. Oh, wait, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ka- Karen did lay out sleeping bags like she did before, so. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. So, is there, like, interdimensional pizza we could order? Mm. That'd be great. <laughs> I I would settle for regular pizza. Yeah, honestly, it's easier to get regular pizza. Wait, you say that like you've got an interdimensional hold on. Are we going to just, like, skim over that? Well, I would, have to, I would have to conjure a whole pizza, and it would take oh. too much energy. Oh, okay. okay. I thought it was, like, no, no, don't worry. an interdimensional delivery guy or something. Whew. I swear I've heard something about a quantum slice at some point, but I don't know if that's a real thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just a meme or something. That seems like a lot of work to figure out right now. Yeah, mm. that seems like a problem for f- future rhythmics. Let's just order a pizza. And soda. I need a lot of caffeine. I'll have a white pizza with broccoli and garlic, if that's okay. Thanks. Although, as as you've ordered your, your pizza and uh, you're waiting for it, uh, you do see Karen looking off into the empty space where the friend is again. And she looks kind of distracted again. And then after I think she realizes that she's being rude, um, she turns to all of you and says, ah, So, that was... A lot in there. Um, my my friend has. Mm, they're not that happy. I think they wanted to investigate that portal a little bit more, but I, mm, I didn't know if I was ready to go through something like that yet. Yeah, I think we've been through a lot, and going through another wave of anything like that might have been a bit too much for us. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I felt like maybe I could have gone and helped Anne, but, like, it's... I've been at this for a while, and honestly, like, this this all has been a lot of change for me Mm -hmm. lately, and going to a literal other dimension on top of everything might have been too much. And then, I think Jaden's been on, like, his face, like, on the ground on his face this whole time, but he, like, rolls over onto his back and kind of looks up at the ceiling and says... I mean, it might not be the only chance we get to go to wherever that is. Um, I kind of, before those portals, um, the larger ones disappeared, I kind of felt what was on the other side. And it, it seems like there are two other buildings, facilities, kind of like the one we were in. And if they had a portal to another universe in ours, which I think was Bravo, um, they probably have another in Alpha and Charlie. I, I hope so. I they I and she looks off to her side again. I know. I, I this is the biggest lead you've had in in decades. I know, but we'll we'll get there. I I hope we can anyway. If your friend needs to find out more about this, I'm sure we'd all be willing to help too. I know you are, and I appreciate that. And she gives you a, a sincere smile. Okay, but more importantly, everyone. We have a tournament to worry about. 
Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's oh. right. I haven't even made up signs. Oh my goodness. And she starts looking for poster board. Tonight we sleep, but tomorrow we get to work. Pizza first. Pizza, Pizza first. first. Pizza, sleep, work. Oh, it would be nice to deal with some regular idols for once. Agreed. Yeah, not have to like fight people, overthrow corporations. Bust open, like, a whole kidnapping circle ring. Secret plot. Yeah, if this takes down Crimson Signal, honestly, maybe that means that you can just focus on being regular super idols for a while. That'd be Uh nice. That'd be nice. Yeah. It would be nice to not almost kill someone again. Wait, what? Uh, Mm -hmm. What? What do you mean again? Thank you so much for listening to Super Idols RPG. And thanks to the wonderful cast of today's episode. Valerie slash Violence Violet was played by Dane Alexa, who can be found on Twitter at AuthorX. Angie slash Bane Kitten was played by T. Jaden slash Elementum was played by Drac, who can be found on Twitter at Draconics. Alan slash Queen Bee was played by Luca, who can be found on Twitter at Queen BE. 15160871. Lucia slash Trixie was played by Liv Chavez, who can be found on Twitter at Live in a Day. Special guest character Zero Degrees, aka Kelvin Wyatt, was played by Nathan Blades, who can be found on Twitter at Phantom Arts ENT. And special guest character Cassandra Castora was played by Alice Lily Kira, who can be found on Twitter at Magical Girl Kira. Dialogue and cleanup editing was done by Kathleen Childs, whose work can be found on the Sword of Symphonies podcast at peachgardengames.com. GMing, final editing, and mastering for this episode was done by me, Aaron Cerise. You can find me on Twitter and YouTube at Aaron Cerise, and you can find more information and art for Super Idols on our website at superidolsrpg.wordpress.com. This campaign is played using Masks, a new generation written by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games, with custom moves by Aaron Cerise and Zach P. Our opening theme is Le Chevalier Noir Instrumental by Cyborg Jeff, and is used under license from Gemendo Music. Our ending theme is Born to Drive Me Crazy Instrumental by Humans Win, and is under license from Storyblocks.com. All other incidental music and sound effects for this episode are licensed from Storyblocks.com and Freesound.org, with the exception of the Zero Degrees Team Attack section, which featured tracks by Strawberry Station. Thank you all for listening, stay well, and goodbye until next time! Be gay! Roll dice! An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.